Hello, welcome to the Opinionistics. I'm your host, John Milone. Well, unfortunately, we can't have co-host joining us because, well, it is what it is. Anyway, introducing from Houston, Texas, Kerry Carter. Thank you for having me on. This is super exciting. Anytime. So, what do you do? Well, I do lots of things, actually, but I think you mean more like... What am I wanting to do more of? <laughs> How about that? I'm actually an author, and I just had my first book published about a month ago, and it's called Whiskers Abroad, Ashi and Audrey's Adventures in Japan, and it's about a cat and his owner, and they travel in Japan. It's a travelogue, also part guidebook with lots of photos in it, and I'd like to do more writing, whether it's Ashi, Naudry, or other types of fiction. All right, then. Sounds good. And what, what made you come up with the idea of writing this book? Well, I've always did this series of like, I don't want to say horrible jobs, but let's be honest, they're horrible jobs, right? And every year, I'd make a list of things I like you know, drinking coffee, going jogging, you know, I'd make this list and I'd send it to my friends and I'd be like, pick a career for me, or at least a job that I won't hate, you know, and they'd come back with some suggestions. And at one point, my sister goes, why don't you just combine a bunch of them with writing and write about it? And I was like, wow, that's, that's kind of a brilliant idea. Why didn't I think of it? (laughs) So that's how Whiskers Abroad was born. I combine my love of cats, food, travel, and writing. Okay, then. Sounds good. Is there, is there any other more books you plan on writing and or publishing at some point? I do. I mean, I want to do a sequel to Whiskers Abroad. Um, either they return back to Japan or they go to someplace new, like maybe South Korea. I'd also like to branch out in other types of fiction. Uh, or, you know, maybe what they call summer reads, you know, that kind of fiction something fun and light, or maybe some romance novels, which I know is a far departure from what I just did, but, you know, I'm interested in all kinds of genres. Hmm. Interesting. Is there there anything else that you do in your free time? Um, I actually play in a band. I own and play in, and I run a cover band called Molly and the Ringwalds. We play 80s cover songs, which is you know, exactly what you'd think, you know, Madonna, Michael Jackson, some Van Halen, that kind of stuff, Prince. And we play for parties, weddings, corporate events, fundraisers. So that, that takes up a good chunk of my time. And at Absolutely. one point I used to train for marathons, but then the pandemic happened and I kind of, I kind of stopped. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. That's, that's nice. Yeah, I need to get back to it. Okay, cool, cool. What was life for you growing up? Uh, you know what? I'd say I've had a pretty good childhood. I know a lot of people had traumatic childhoods or, you know, they're like, oh, I had a bad childhood and that's what makes me a great writer. I'm like, no, I had, had a good one, you know? Parents let me do kind of like what I wanted to. They kind of gave me free creative roam and, you know, I'd go see my grandparents on the Sundays. Uh, my uncle taught me how to play piano played outside, did good in school, you know, no, no real complaints. Hmm. 
Nice, nice. And when you do write your books, what kind of process do you have? Um, well, I'm the type of person where I need to outline it. I just have to have an outline. But, you know, I'll do a lot of brainstorming and daydreaming in my head. It kind of starts solidifying what I want to do. And then I'll write it down, outlines, you know, what's going to happen. Like if it's fiction, I'm going to plot it out. I'm going to do a four-act structure, three-act, depending on how you want to call it. You know, and then I'll have it break down so things will flow. Um, with, with the Ashi and Audrey book, I just didn't outline like the places they were going to go, what they're going to see and do. So, and then once I get that, then I'll start writing my rough draft a little bit at a time, just chisel at it. <laughs> ah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, because I know a lot of writers probably can identify with this that it's just hard to find time to sit down and actually write, especially if you've got a job and maybe if you have kids or you've got, you know, a spouse or you've got some other activities you're involved in, it's hard to just, you know, get your writing in. So I'm like, do your two sentences, write your two sentences every day, you know, before you know it, you'll have a rough draft, something to work with. Yeah, exactly. What is your favorite thing about the area that you live in? Um, oh gosh. Well, I will say Houston, I'm in Houston. It has a lot of variety for restaurants and places to go eat. Um, I think it has a really good kind of fun art scene. They have the art cars and that's always, they do a parade every year. And I know a lot of the people who are involved with it and they're always, you know, kind of quirky and they're fun to hang out with. So obviously, yeah, kind of the art scene going on with Houston. Oh, yeah. Cool, cool. I do love a bit about stuff every once in a while. Where yeah. do you see it? Oh, sorry. Go I was supposed to say, yeah, you know, I'm not talking like fine arts or anything. These are, you know, more of your sculptures and maybe some performance artists and like that. Oh, okay. That's, that's kind of cool. Where do you see yourself 30 years from now? Ooh, 30. <laughs> um... Well, I hate to say this would be negative, but I hope I'm living someplace other than Houston. It's just way too hot here in the summer times. <laughs> and in 30 years, um, hopefully I'll be tired from working, retired from our day job. And maybe I'll be focusing on just writing and hopefully traveling some too. Okay, that sounds good. If you, if you have a song for every time you enter the room, what song would it be? Oh, I would like it to be Born to be Alive, Patrick Hernandez disco song, just because I think it's fun and upbeat. And I mean, it's about, hey, enjoy your life, enjoy your moment. Of course, oh. most people don't know what song that is. <laughs> about a decade ago, they had it in a commercial. And to be honest, I can't even tell you what the product was for, but it was a fly. And he found out he only has three days to live. So he goes out and parties and they play that song. And I don't know the product. So maybe that was a really bad commercial. <laughs> ah, okay. Cool. Would you rather not be able to open any closed doors or not be able to close any open doors? Hmm. 
I think I'd rather say I would rather not be able to close doors because if you're able to have doors open for you, you can still have options and continuous things. Now, maybe the other stuff still hanging around the background, but you can move forward a bit easier, I think, if you can open the doors. Oh, yes, that's a very good point. Have you ever had any supernatural or paranormal experiences? Well, um, on March 11th, when the tsunami hit Japan, that night, I dreamed I was in a taxi driving. And I, went, and I was in Japan, I was in Tokyo. And I said, I want to go here. I want to go to Iwate, which is further north, like where the earthquake happened. And the taxi driver says, I can't take you there because there was just a major earthquake. And I woke up and I looked at the clock and it was around the time the earthquake actually did happen in Japan. Oh. That's, that's my paranormal story. Wow, that's crazy. I never thought of it that way. Yeah, I don't know. Just a connection, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. And I have had one other one, which is a bit of a downer. Um, <laughs> but I had a friend, and he was coming to visit Houston, and I was just super swamped and busy, and I'm like, I can't, I don't have time to see him. And then I thought, no, I need to make time to see him, because this will be my last chance to ever see him again. It's kind of a weird thought, right, to have? Mm-hmm. And then that was when Hurricane Harvey came through, you know, and I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it came through Houston and it dumped 56 inches of rain in like 24 hours and everything flooded. Oh, so he, that's dreadful. Yeah, so he left actually and went back to Pennsylvania before the storm hit. He's like, I'm cutting my trip short. I'm just going home. And I remember thinking, oh, good. He's safe. Nothing's going to happen to him. And then that Monday... He got in a car wreck and he died. Okay. And I was just like, man. Like, I just kept having this feeling like I need to talk to him. I need to see him one more time. This is my last chance. Yeah. It's, you got you to you seize the moment, you know? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. What's the best way to stay motivated? Oh, I wish I knew the answer to that. <laughs> um. I think the really best way to stay motivated is to see some sort of result, even if it's just a little bit. Like, say, you know, you want to lose weight. If you lose half a pound, you're going to be more motivated than if you gain three pounds, you know. If you want to write a book and you got a chapter down, you've got a chapter written, so that might motivate you to keep going. You know, if you want to run a marathon and it's a big thing and you're like, oh, I got to train. But when you run that first mile, you're like, oh, okay. But when you get like six miles under your belt, that can motivate you to keep going because you're starting to see results. Yeah, I could totally see that. Yeah, I think it's important to see results. Absolutely. When things break, do you prefer to fix them or replace them? Fix them, <laughs> if possible. But yeah, I, I like to fix things as you know, make things as disposable as they can be. We just got so much stuff in life, you know, it's better to like not bring in new stuff. Hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. If you had your own late night talk show, who would you invite as your first guest? 
Amy Sedaris. <laughs> uh, yeah, I am a huge fan of Amy Sedaris, and I've liked all the TV shows she's done and her humor books. And plus, I've seen her on like Letterman and different other talk shows, and she makes a great guest. So she would be my guest number one in fantasy world. <laughs> mm, interesting choice. If you could snap your fingers and learn a language, what language would you want to learn? Well, I have to say Japanese. So that way, when I go back to Japan, I can speak with ease and understand what's going on. I've tried to learn it. I've tried multiple times. I always get to the same spot and I get stuck. Then I get frustrated and I quit. <laughs> See, I'm not seeing I'm not seeing results and it's not motivating me. Uh, of course. What has taken you the longest to get good or decent top? Oh, man, probably writing when I think about it, because I've been doing it ever since, you know, in grade school when you first learn to write. It's a continual process on improving and getting better. And I don't think it ever really ends. So it's a whole lifetime. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You just never might know. What sort of terrain would you thrive in best? What kind of terrain would I thrive in best? Yeah. Um, probably something warm. You know, I'm not, don't do too good with cold weather, but not too hot. <laughs> and preferably with the beach. Oh. Kind of Semi-tropical, maybe. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> what app can you not believe someone hasn't made yet? I always thought there should be an app and maybe somebody has made it or maybe, you know, somebody might claim, well, that's kind of what Facebook does. I thought there should be an app that tracks hairstylists. So you can plug their name in there and they update where they're at at all times. So you can find them because hairstylists, at least in, here in Houston, they like to move around a lot and you get a favorite and then you want to make an appointment, you call and they're like, oh, she doesn't work here anymore. And of course, they're not going to tell you where she went because <laughs> that's the competition. So some sort of track my hairstylist app. Yeah, absolutely. What is your favorite holiday tradition? Buying a Christmas tree. Uh, I really like Christmas, but I really even like the Christmas tree more. And I love going out every year and looking for a tree I buy a live a real tree and I like to I like to go to like a Christmas tree lot but they're all kind of piled up and you know not all sitting out pretty like the real expensive ones but you have to dig around and look for the best tree I like to find the biggest fullest tree that I can get and then decorate it oh fabulous what what subject can you do a 40-minute presentation on without any preparation? Um, well, there's actually quite a few. <laughs> Off the top of my head, I could do a presentation on how to make a nutritious salad. And the reason why I say that is because, this is gonna sound a little weird, but salad, particularly lettuce, is one of my favorite foods. Oh. It's like the salad knowledge in my brain and how to make different ones and also know like the nutritional content of them. So yeah, I could probably bore someone 
for 14 minutes on that topic. <laughs> <laughs> now it sounds like a very good subject to discuss on. <laughs> what what three objects do you value the most? Three? Mm-hmm. Like inanimate objects, right? Not like people and animals. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, inanimate objects. Um, I'm going to say my laptop. I purchased a way too powerful laptop that way more power than I need. Because all I really do is like check my email and look at Facebook and type on it. But it has a mechanical keyboard and it clicks when you type it. Click, 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 click. And it's just a real pleasure to and okay. next, next one i would say my camera i like to take pictures i take pictures of what i eat and then i look at it like at the end of the month and i see oh i didn't eat enough green vegetables for the month or oh i ate way more cheese than i thought you know so i can see how i'm doing and then the third one i would say my keyboard which I play oh. musical keyboard, not like typing keyboard uh, with okay. a band. Oh, yes, the band. Yeah, but... so yeah, I play keyboards. I don't know if I said that earlier or not, but I play keyboards in the band. So that's an important, mm -hmm. important sure inanimate object. <laughs> <laughs> Great. What's one thing that gets far too much coverage on the news? Oh, one thing. <laughs> um, well, in Houston, locally, the weather, especially in the summertime, because it does not really change unless there's a hurricane coming, but they will talk on and on and on about it being hot. We all know it's hot. We all live here. We can <laughs> tell. There's no need to go on and on about it. I always just thought that was weird. Okay. I can see where you're coming from. What's your favorite ice cream topic? Um, probably a little bit of melted hot chocolate. Maybe over some vanilla ice cream or coffee ice cream. Mmm. Now that is delicious. Yeah. It sounds I pretty good. I, <laughs> I can go oh, for that yeah. right now. <laughs> Same. What do you wish your phone could do? What do I wish my phone could do? Um, I wish holding my phone would make my hair look better. <laughs> like it would style my hair for me because I have super real fine hair and real thin hair. But it's just always kind of scraggly looking no matter what I do. So a magical phone that would fix that. Sure, why not? Yeah, why not? If you could create your own job title, what would it be? <laughs> hmm. Coffee drinker. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. You can go anywhere with that job. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool, cool. What do you like to collect? Uh, I like to collect little, this is going to sound bizarre, but I like to collect little small things, like little cars or little toys or little monsters. I really like dioramas. So I collect this stuff with the intention of one day creating dioramas and yet it's never happened and now I just have a collection of a bunch of little things. 
fabulous. If you were chosen to be a new to be a colonist for a new habitable planet, would you take that opportunity? I don't think I would. I don't think at this point in my life I would leave behind like my mom and my sister, sister and my family. Because, you know, I'm at the point where my mom's getting older. So, you know, I want to be around to spend time with her. Although it would be a nice opportunity and it'd be exciting. But I think I'd turn it down. Yeah, that's nice. What hobby would you get into if time and money wasn't an issue? Hmm. Possibly diving. I've done it a couple of times and I've really enjoyed it, but it gets expensive really quickly. <laughs> you know, you have to fly to a destination, then you have to rent equipment and you have to pay for pay them to take you out. And then it adds up. So if there was, if I had more money and I didn't have to worry about money, I'd probably do that more often. Okay. That makes sense. What is the most ridiculous fact that you know? That, oh, I don't know. I learned lots of weird, weird, ridiculous fact. But the first one that popped into my head is that beavers have rust-colored teeth. Hmm. And that know. in the wintertime, they invite other animals into their beaver home. Like oh. frogs and, you know, lizards. And then they give them, like, duties and jobs. It's almost like a animal hotel. <laughs> yeah, it does sound a bit weird, but... It does make a lot, a lot of sense, in my <laughs> opinion. And this is coming from the top of my head. What are your opinions about sending mail to Bigfoot? To what spot? Bigfoot. I don't know what Big Spot is. No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is this, every time when I say Bigfoot, people say Big Spot, but it's not. Oh, That's... Bigfoot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Big spot. That's kind of funny. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. Maybe that's like the cool destination. To... I don't know. It's a hippie commune. Well, can he read? If he can read, that'd be pretty cool. Because I'm like, hmm. you know, yeah. you could ask him. I don't know if he'd respond or not. You know, if he responds, it's even better. I mean, I'd ask him, like, how he remained hidden all these years. Yeah. It's uh, one of life's greatest mysteries. Yep. Would you rather have an agility of a cat or breathe underwater? Oh, agility of a cat, for sure. <laughs> I mean, A, they're graceful, and B, they can leap up really high, <laughs> and they're flexible. I mean, I think just having all those characteristics would just make life more fun. Hmm. Fabulous. What is taking wait, I already asked I already asked you that. What could you change about your life if you could? I one thing I would change, hopefully my boss is not listening to this, <laughs> is I would get rid of my need to have a day job. And instead, then I would be able to focus on, like, in the morning, I'd get up and I would exercise, and then I would write in the afternoon, and in the evening, you know, I could cook dinner and then hang out with friends. But as it is with the day job, I go to work, I do my work, I commute back home, then it's time to cook dinner and go to bed and start all over. 
doesn't leave you with a lot of free time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can see, I can see the sense in that. Yeah, and it's like it's continuous, you know. <laughs> it just keeps going and going and going. You're like, oh. Yeah, it's just like an endless cycle. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I better like either start saving massively so I can retire early or win the lottery. Oh yeah. <laughs> if someone wrote a book about you. What do you think its title would be? Hmm. The Kiwi Bird Dances. Which has nothing to do with anything, really, but... All right. I, like, I like kiwi birds. I like to dance. And when I was a little kid, I had a problem talking, so I couldn't enunciate certain vowels and consonants. And people would be like, what's your name? I'd be like, Carrie. But it came across as Kiwi. And everyone's like, oh, Kiwi, that's an unusual <laughs> name. So I got called Kiwi for like the first six years of my life. Okay. <laughs> so it could all kind of tie in. And plus, it's just a fun title. You could go that, like lots of different directions with it. Yeah, that, that, that would be a really fun title, that's for sure. If you opened a business, what kind of business would it be? I would open up an udon shop like Japanese udon noodles. And it would be along the lines of an actual udon shop that you'd see in Japan. So it would just be, you'd come in, you could get your noodle soup, or you can get your tempura, and maybe you can get dumplings and that's it. Like just a couple of things. That way I can focus on making those the best that they can be. Yeah, okay, that's a, that's a very good strategy. Yeah, unfortunately, that wouldn't fly too well in the United States because people want a huge amount of variety on their menu. Ah, <laughs> uh, of course. They want everything. Yep. And that's all we have for this episode. It was great having you here, Kerry, talking about your work as an author, recent books, everything about Japan, and everything else has been amazing. Thanks. Thank you for having me on. Anytime. And until next time, stay opinionated.